How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about. Basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Geo, come to you live for the Ford Tough Studio on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. We await the next steps with Daniel Jones of the Giants with a 4 p.m. deadline. Also, Aaron Rodgers and the Jets now that Derek Carr is gone. So, the prevailing thought out there that gets talked about the most why Derek Carr ended up going to the New Orleans Saints was the New Orleans Saints were not waiting on Aaron Rodgers. They had Derek Carr as their first choice. They gave him the contract offer. He accepted it while the Jets were asking for patience from Derek Carr to see how the Aaron Rodgers thing played out. And he said, ah, I don't want to be patient anymore. I don't want to deal with that. I like being liked, and I'm going to go to the New Orleans Saints, and it's in the NFC South, and that's an easier division to win. But there is another layer to this that you talked about prior to Casa de Campo that could be a big factor in the decision-making process because Derek Carr did like the Jets. Derek Carr was reported to have been leaning towards the Jets at some point during this negotiation process and then obviously went to the New Orleans Saints, and that is the presence of one Zach Wilson. 100%. And you told us prior to a couple days off that Derek Carr was going to be hesitant about having Zach Wilson there because what Derek Carr wants is to come in, be the unquestioned starter, not have any nonsense happen to him like happened last year where he was just discarded and he knows how much the Jets still are hung up on Zach Wilson and if he plays a couple of bad games and they feel like Zach Wilson is maturing, he doesn't want to go and sit on the bench. Uh, well, yeah, exactly. Which sounds crazy. What, what did I tell you? The first question that Derek Carr had to ask Joe Douglas when they first sat down. What the hell's going on with Zach Wilson? Exactly. So, and Joe Douglas didn't lie to him, said he's going to be here next year. You know, we still have a belief that someday this young man's going to be able to figure it out in the NFL. Maybe someone like Geno Smith, who knows? Hopefully you don't have to wait 10 years for that. But Derek Carr didn't want to sit in that situation. Mm -hmm. And even if the Jets told him, hey, look, we are waiting on Aaron Rodgers and we got to see what he wants to do. If you could just hang on for a minute, we'll know relatively soon because the cap situation that now is going to take hold starting March 15th. Green Bay Packers need to know what's going on. So that decision's coming relatively quickly here. Now. Sure. Well, <clears throat> let's hope. Well, it is. It's going to come quickly, and that's why I think he's going to be a Jet. But um, again, I knew that that was one of the things that was going to bother Derek Carr. Let that they you. were going to keep and hold on to Zach Wilson, where it doesn't bother Aaron Rodgers at all. As a matter of fact, this could be the best of both worlds. If they could get a year or two out of Aaron Rodgers at a very high level, which I still think he can play at, and have Zach Wilson sit behind his idol and watch how it's done, 
then, you know, who knows what happens in three years from now. You want this fan base to hate Zach Wilson more than they already do. Aaron Rodgers decides not to come to the Jets. Wouldn't be because of that. No, hold on. No, 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 no. We know that because Aaron Rodgers only played for a couple of years. But let's say he decides not to come to the Jets. Then they have to go in this disaster of a pool of other quarterbacks. And then that storyline that we're talking about gains more traction. And then you find out you could have had Derek Carr. Mm. But the Zach Wilson being there made Derek Carr think twice. And then the fans are going to say, are you kidding me? Now we're stuck with Andy effing Dalton when we could have had Derek Carr. And we waited on Aaron Rodgers and began to get kept Zach Wilson. You guys couldn't have screwed this thing up even more, any more you than know, you did. I even told you <clears throat> before this, this whole thing even started is that, you know, Derek, Derek Carr wasn't going to be a great fit here anyway. They didn't like his personality fit with New York. Yeah. Right, that's all. I mean, he's a great guy, and, and I he could be my starting quarterback. I just wouldn't want him here in New York. That's all. It's a different animal. It's a different place. I think Aaron Rodgers can handle it perfectly. Um, I'd like to think that there are a few other guys out there that if, in fact, they have to pivot and look at other pivot players, time. that they could handle New York and all the you know slings and arrows that come along with it. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't think Derek Carr was the greatest quarterback in the world. I think that the fact that he was available when he was, and he's an upgrade over a lot of guys in the league, that snowball kept growing and growing and growing, and he's someone you don't really have to worry about. I mean, you know he's going to work hard. You know he's going to be there. You know he's been a good teammate. So all of those things made him, I think, more valuable at this point in time than maybe he really is. And it's about... When you hit, we've talked about actually, it before. I'm actually a little surprised that it didn't get more money, you know, and more years. I thought really? maybe five years and more guaranteed money, but, you know, it is what it is. It's $100 million guaranteed. And, you know, you heard Dennis Allen talking about him yesterday, just waxing poetic on all the things that you just said. Mm hmm. Yes, perfect. Well, Rob Sala also did that same thing. I mean, he loved Derek Carr. Talked about how great of a guy he was. And he could, you know, and all the reports that came out, you could be a Hall of Famer here. You could win a Super Bowl championship well, that's, here. All that's that where stuff. I think Derek Carr probably rolled his eyes. But I do. But why, though? I don't you think he believes in himself? Yeah, he does. But, you know, when somebody on, you know, you're going to be a Hall of Famer if you come here. I mean, you know, whatever. But I just, um, and I do believe that Rob Sala, and I take him at his word for it, that, that they love Derek Carr. Yeah. There isn't a person in the league that doesn't love the man, who he is, the guy, the type of guy he is, the type of leader he is. And he'll immerse himself immediately in the New Orleans community, much like Drew Brees did. Immediately. Oh, of course. Yes. And that's, that is very true. I mean, those two guys, very similar personalities. But I, I know I was a guy who said, get rid of Daniel Jones. I don't want to see him on the team. And he went out and he won a playoff game and he had this great season. He's going to get paid. But where I'm at right now with the Jets and them holding up this whole process, partly because of Zach Wilson and wanting to keep him around, I hate that. I hate I, that I for the organization. That, I think, I think, and I believe that they know that Aaron Rodgers is going to come here. I believe that. Man, I you, really keep, you keep yeah. ratcheting this up every, by the minute here. I do, I do believe it. And the other thing I, I, man, uh, oh man, oh man. I, I also uh, understand is that $37.5 million is the AAV for, uh, for Derek Carr. I am not paying Daniel Jones more than that money. I'm telling you, Daniel Jones, if they are offering you that money, take it. You got to take it. Take you, it. You can't. You can't be holding out for forty-five million dollars. Now at least we have some sort of parameters of some of these new quarterback contracts. Yeah, with Geno Smith and with Derek Carr. Uh, let me ask you this question: Gino, um, Derek Carr or Daniel Jones? Who are you, who are you taking? Daniel Jones. 
You're going to take their, the, right, so then therefore you're saying that he, he should get a bigger contract no. than car. No, <laughs> I think that he's, he's earned that type of money. You, if I would have asked you that at the beginning of the season. I would have said Derek Carr 10 times out of 10, right. twice on Sunday. But after this past year, and you're talking about winning a playoff game, and I, I and the, did you see the graphic that Steven and the and the guys over there and gals over there at the CBS Sportsnet put up about Derek Carr and his comebacks and where he ranks and all this other stuff? Uh, Stephen Waldron, do you have a Derek Carr? Did the guys and gals over there make a Derek Carr <laughs> graphic about comebacks? I don't remember seeing this one coming at you. Oh, here we go. Okay, all right. Upset wins first. Game winning drives. First, fourth quarter comebacks, 28. First, through first NFL, first nine NFL seasons. Okay. How about uh, playoff wins? Do we have that up there or no? <laughs> You're always looking for the negative. You are unbelievable. Is that looking for the negative or is just facts? Is that, <laughs> someone was looking for the positive in that, were they not? I mean, anybody can find the best. That's pretty impressive, though. Right. Like, the serial killer in the neighborhood, people say, kept to himself. That's a positive, right? <laughs> but he also killed a bunch of people. <laughs> I guess so. So this yes. was looking for the positive, but the guy's playoff wins. And then yeah, then last year, how many games did that team blow? So what if there were yeah, another? But, yeah, but another? was it all his fault, or was it the fault of the defense? And Not then he couldn't overcome. Fault. Then he couldn't overcome the faultiness of the defense. Yeah, I know. But this is see, it's convenient to, to bring those things in. But we talk about the importance of the quarterback and how the great ones don't let that stuff happen. And if you're, if you, I mean, it's going to happen to every one of them, but not multiple times. That's the issue. Look at this. We're big in Levittown here. <laughs> That's, uh, I was going to say the same thing. We are huge in Levittown. Yes. I was right just now. telling Eddie, I don't think I've put up a call from Levittown in a couple months. I've got two back-to-back. Back-to-back Levittowns. You remember Bob from Levittown? Not not the, there's a new Bob from Levittown, but the one back in the day he used to have, you used to do the impersonation, Eddie, yourself. You're like, I got two points, one question, and a haiku. <laughs> and he would tell you all the things that he would do before the call, and you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> That guy's probably dead. I think he sounded like he was knocking on death's door back in like 2006. So he's probably not around now. Uh, William in Levittown. What's going on, William? Hey, good morning, guys. How are you? Good, William. What's up? Not much. I heard you say something about Levittown. I'm actually a Queens guy originally. But uh, besides all that, um, I saw an article in the paper this morning about Philip Rivers. Would that be like the most jet thing to do to pick up someone like that just to get... You know, uh, over the, the year hump for a bridge gap or something like that. To, uh, you know, for the next year. I mean, to me, that's what something a Jets would normally do. You know? Yes, you're right. No, I, I, I think so. That that would be one of the worst ideas not happening possible. Right. It, but but he's right. I mean, I'm not saying it's happening or not happening. But that would be yeah. a very jet like thing to to go on. Like that's you, not happening. You would have. You know, you had a shot at Derek Carr, you had a shot at Aaron Rodgers, and end up you, you, you stuck with Philip Rivers, who retired two years ago. <laughs> I mean, come on. Uh, Philip Rivers is coaching high school football somewhere, isn't he? Isn't he down I think, in Texas or in Carolina somewhere? I'm not sure. I don't know. I He's coaching kept... high school football Definitely. somewhere. It's, it's, I don't think it's Texas. It's probably North Carolina. That's where we go to play for the Panthers and Frank again. Oh, that's right. Cody's right there. I bet she's called him. He doesn't want to deal with that. He's going through a rebuild right now. Like, he reached out to the Dolphins, and he reached out to the Niners, apparently, Philip Rivers. 
So those are two teams that he felt like were on the precipice. Yeah, but all of this has to do with last year prior to the playoffs is when he called Miami oh, okay. and he called uh, San Francisco. It's not now. Okay. So I don't know why he'd be calling them. Well, I guess with the Tua injuries, and he's thinking, man, I mean, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell, I could do that. And then he's probably thinking Brock Purdy before Brock Purdy got with all the injuries out there in San Francisco, they got Christian McCaffrey, they got Debo Samuel, they got Brandon Ayuk, they've got one of the best defenses in football. I could do that too. Throw me in there. Want to talk about plug and play? We keep it in Levittown with Lenny. What's going on, Lenny? Hey, what's up, guys? How are you? Good, Lenny. What do you got? Um, so, what do you guys think of the notion that if you do pay Daniel Jones $45 million, which, you know, I'm not a big fan of giving him that number, but. Towards the end of his contract, if you give him five years at $45 million, it's actually going to be a cheap contract compared to the new uh, the, the money that the quarterback is going to be getting soon. Um, and at the fact that maybe he does deserve this. I mean, he, he took you guys to the playoffs, he won the game, and he had probably arguably the worst surrounding wide receivers of anybody in the playoffs. Yeah, there's no question that he, he deserves a significant bump in salary, much like Geno Smith got. Yeah. But not to the point where it's just in, totally insane. Insane. They they have to I, they have to make a deal, kind of like the one that Derek Carr just did, where you know early on there's a lot of money the first couple of years, you know, and then if he ends up living up to that contract and doing what he just did this year and gotten even better and brings them even deeper into the playoffs. Then you rip up the third and fourth year of that contract, and then you redo another contract because the salary cap will have gone up then at that point. And by that time, you could say after three years with Brian Dable as your head coach, and Mike Kafka, if they have success, might be out of here next year. Who knows? Yeah. But with those guys, at least in this offense, your quarterback has success, and he deserves a new contract at that point. Then I could see it. I, I'm just saying right now, I'm... Very reticent to give him any sort of major long-term $45 million a year commitment. Well, what the caller said is what Daniel Jones' agents are saying, which is, look, the cap's going to go up. These guys are going to make so much more money. He's going to be on a bargain contract. But the guys that are going to make that much more money are are out so of Daniel Jones' league, in, in meaning that they're much better. Yes. Yeah. And by the way, in the third, you could write the contract where in the third year, just like they did with uh, Aaron Rodgers... You have to come to some sort of understanding of like what we're doing here. Either we are redoing the contract and keeping you, or because the contract number is so big, we're going to have to release you. You can do that to protect the quarterback and, and the team as well. Let's go to Steve in White Plains. What's going on, Steve? Hey, boys. How we doing? All right, Steve. What's up? Uh, shout out to my boy, Stephen Waldron. I'll see you hopefully soon again. Uh, me and him went to Hofstra together. Love the guy. All right, very good. Shout out to Stephen Waldron. You know, uh, you know this guy, Stephen Waldron, the Stephen White plays. This is the guy that you were fighting over fantasy football with. No, I'm not familiar. Who is this? It's Santor. Oh, hey, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is the Santor that you hate, Steve. Right, Waldron? Is this the guy you tell us about all the time? Oh, about no, we like oh, no, oh, 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 that's a different guy that you hate. All right. Okay. All right. Anyway, Steve, what do you yeah, got he's for a big, us? He's a big fan of you guys. Okay, good. Uh, what do you got here, there, here's, Steve? Here's my question. So, oh, let's say all QB situations fall, and like we, there's there's no scenario for us. There, there obviously will be one, but how come no one's talking about giving Mike White a chance? A healthy Mike White this year, I actually go that position before I try and take a shot on on uh, on Tannehill or on on um, 
Wentz or on uh, whoever else is left. I yeah, think, give Mike White one shot. Yeah, I don't think that's crazy once you get down into the bottom of the barrel type of stuff with a replacement. But the reason why he's not getting talked about is he had two opportunities to take that job. Two. And unfortunately for him, he got hurt both times and could not play the same because of those injuries. So he got those opportunities. I mean, one of them seemed to be freakish with the elbow when he was throwing the football. And the other one, he just got his ass kicked. And he tried to play through it. He couldn't play through it. Got health, well, healthy for the Seattle game. We find out he's got five broken ribs. Couldn't play in that game. So, I mean, that's part of it, man. Availability is the biggest thing. And twice they gave him the reins. I'm telling you right now, they sign Aaron Rodgers, which I believe they're going to do. They're going to make the trade. They'll sign him. He'll modify his contract. They'll give some money, flexibility, so he can, Joe Douglas can go out and uh, go after some free agents. They're not going to bring Mike White back. It's not going to be the Mike White and Zach Wilson show again. It's just not going to be that way. Yeah. Mike White's going to move on, and maybe Mike White will get a nice backup contract somewhere else. But it's not going to be here. I could, you know... In some respects, I could see Mike White ending up out in like San Francisco oh as a God. as a as a cheap backup, just kind of yeah. like just in case. Imagine Mike White with the Lombardia <laughs> with the Niners. I mean, I could see that. Oh. I could see him. I could see him going with uh, uh, what's his name, Mike Lafleur, to the Rams mm-hmm. if they don't want to hold on to Baker Mayfield. I yeah. could, you know, that's the kind of you know place he's probably going to end up. But here, Mike White, Zach Wilson, that whole discussion, if Aaron Rodgers is coming here, it's going to be Aaron Rodgers, it's going to be Zach Wilson, and it'll be a kitty that they draft or another guy that you know nobody's ever heard of. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and the restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about. Basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Jerry Recco is back in the studio. He's got another update for us. What's going on, Jerry? Well, we're waiting on Aaron Rodgers. That's what's going on. We're brought to you by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com and brought to you by Jack Pocket. Play official state lottery games on your phone. Uh, who knows what the hell's going on? Uh, maybe he spoke overnight with the Jets. Maybe he didn't. We'll find out soon enough. You got 4 p.m. this deadline for the franchise tag. Giants said to be speaking in constant contact with Daniel Jones. We'll see if he gets a deal. Uh, Lamar Jackson, he wants a deal from the Ravens. Don't know if he'll get one. Ozzie Newsome on the Bernie Kosar show Monday. So this was yesterday, talking about the plan with Jackson. The biggest thing is that we have a deadline tomorrow at 4 o'clock. Uh, to put the tag on. And and I know today uh, and up until about 3.30 tomorrow, uh, a lot of energy is going to be put, be utilized 
and trying to get the deal done. And if not, we will put the franchise tag on him. So we'll see. We're about to, uh, seven, uh, seven, eight hours away from all this finally happening or not happening. You no, know, the interesting thing is last year he made $23 million in the last year of his rookie contract. So a pretty good number. That's a fifth-year option, that's right? That's a fifth-year option. Yeah. So it's a pretty good number. But, you know, he probably wanted like $40 million starting last year. I mean, I don't know. How is he going to end up making up that $17 million that he essentially did not sign? Like, you need, they supposedly offered him $133 million, 200, $133 million guaranteed, $230 million overall, something like that. And he turned all that down. I don't know how he makes that money back that he basically turned down last year. So you have to put that into the equation this year. <laughs> he's he's going to die on the hill of the Deshaun Watson contract. That's what's going to happen. And and he's not going to budge, and the Ravens aren't going to budge, and that's why we're here. And that's what it comes down to. Other quarterbacks have not done it. Other owners haven't done it. But they, the owners don't want to have that precedent continue. And that's very, very well, critical for them. That precedent just stopped with Derek Carr and Geno Smith. Sure. That those are normal NFL contracts mm-hmm. that these two players have just signed. Right. And you would have thought that Derek Carr would have more leverage with teams, which obviously never really materialized. But Lamar Jackson more like the type of talent that we're talking about, Deshaun Watson, or similar age. You know, yeah, but gotta, why, why wouldn't Baltimore pay him then? Because they don't want to set the precedent. I just said that. They don't want to continue the precedent with the Deshaun Watson contract because Steve Bishotti said it right off the bat that this is going to be very difficult for owners. And if he feels like he, if he was pissed off at the Haslam for doing that, he can't do the same thing now. They want to stop that. They don't want to see that contract ever again given to a quarterback. So you... Collusion, baby. No, it's not collusion because it's one <laughs> owner basically saying, I'm not giving my guy yeah, what somebody else gave him. Sure. Or gave their guy, I should say. Tags used around the league so far. Raiders, Josh Jacobs, Jaguars, Evan Ingram, and the Cowboys, Tony Pollard. Um, Chiefs releasing Frank Clark. How about we talk about, we got some heroes on this staff. I know uh, Al once saved a man from a dog. I saved Tom once. With That's right, with the choking, yep. Yep, yep, yep. Then I bring you your guy, K.J. Osborne yep. of the Vikings. Pulled a man out of a burning car in Austin, Texas. He went on the 33rd Street podcast. What an experience to help someone like that. It was an incredible thing. You know, like I said uh, in my tweet, you know, a lot of people say wrong place, wrong time. But, you know, I think we were in the right place at the exactly the right time to be able to, you know, save his life. He also went on the Adam Schefter podcast. He was asked how crazy the situation was. If you guys don't pull him from the car, he'll pull him from the car. In your opinion, does that man live? No. And then uh, describe the scene that he uh, jumped into. Initially, when he crashed, uh, again, I didn't even see his face. So I, I didn't even know if he was alive when we walked up to the car. And when we got to the car, he was kind of, you know, in a daze. I don't know if he was conscious, but I think he felt the heat coming to his legs. That is brutal. Yeah. To hear it that way. So I'm okay with my third wide receiver doing this. Justin Jefferson, I want no part of that. Getting near that burning car. He's got he's to call somebody else. K.J. Osborne, you know, you got Jefferson, you got Thielen, and then you got K.J. Osborne. So if he wants to go save some people in a burning car, fine. Justin Jefferson's just got to keep driving. So pull an Allen, just call 911 just and keep, keep going. Yeah, just, yeah, or if there's somebody else, be like, hey, there's somebody in that car. If you want to go save it, I am. I could be the best ever in my position. So, sorry. So do you think that Adam Thielen's going to be a Viking? No, I don't. So that, that he'll be one of these guys that hits the streets here. 
Right, that's right. And he can, and then he can go save somebody from a burning car okay. as well, because I won't okay. care as much. As long as Justin Jefferson doesn't stop at some of these roadside savior situations, <laughs> I'm okay with it. I, I Understood. Really I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. All right, time now for a new segment. We call it uh, time to give away the Chris Lepresti Award. Oh, the the first inaugural Chris Lopresti Award. Now, like when we it. think about Chris Lopresti, we think about what? What comes Long to mind? questions. Okay, fair enough. What would come to mind for you, Jim? Uh, vests and germs. Okay. We're going to go with the former, and that would be the long question. Oh, okay. All right. So, uh, there are runner-ups here, and of course, all hosts do this. Case in point, just a couple of weeks ago, this could have been in the running for a Chris Lopresti Award when Joe Klecko was sitting here, and the first question went like this. You know, I, I always tell people, and, I, and you know how I feel about you as a player, you are relentless on the field. And every offensive lineman that I ever played with, when we played against you, was like, that's the guy that we got to stop. Now, Gassino benefited from you, and I'm sure Marty benefited. You guys all benefited from each other, but there has to be, like, the bell cow on the line, of, on the defensive line, where you have to worry about that guy. Bell cow? Yeah, and you were that guy. <laughs> you were that guy. I'm sorry, you were. And I remember I tell a story often, Dave Remington, you know, still very, very close to Dave, still works for me, and one night we're, we're in uh, our hotel room, it's the night before we're playing the Jets, and all of a sudden I wake up around 1 o'clock in the morning, and I hear what I think is like a mouse story. or something running across the floor, and right inside the wall, and I hear this rubbing and scratching going on, and I'm like, what the hell is that? I finally turn on the lights, and it's Remington who's rubbing his feet together. At the end of the bed, he's So you get the point. Is that a question? Now... We all do it. Every single one of us does it. So I bring you to last night, the new recipient that will take it from Boomer. You will pass it along. That was not a question. It was an interview. That was that was your subject. Oh, I was telling him a story that I thought that he would enjoy. It's a good story. Get to it already. So I bring you to last night. Not a question. And clearly, you're just passing time, apparently. I bring you to Keith McPherson, who had he had a football guy on to talk about Aaron Rodgers. This is how this one opened. I've wanted to get you on, and I tried today, and I'm glad you were down and you had the time. What a perfect day. What a perfect time to weigh in on this whole thing. Uh, I remember seeing your article about what went on behind the scenes with Zach Wilson and um, Mike LaFleur and, uh, you know, the whole, you know, behind the scenes with, uh, twenty, you know, with the Jets. And... Fast forward to now, right? I was just reading through your article that hit today, you know, that Aaron Rodgers is out. And on air, I've been saying I'm getting left at the altar vibes from Aaron Rodgers. I feel like there's been nonstop conversation on this station and other places about Aaron Rodgers to the Jets, Aaron Rodgers to the Jets. Right. Meanwhile, you haven't even been on a date with the girl, the guy, the girl or guy. I'm making an analogy here. You went on, an, on a date 50. with Derek Carr. <laughs> Nice Italian restaurant. He came to see you. He even thought last night that he was leaning towards making it official. And then you see One that he's gone public on Instagram. And that, uh, you know, he's he's dating the guy that, uh, you know, told you not to worry about. And now here you are as the Jets looking for somebody to go to the dance with. And you haven't even met with this guy that you've been obsessing over and... Uh, here we are. So what are your thoughts, first off, about this whole saga from the end of the season with Zach Wilson? Like, I think start there, right? <laughs> the Jets didn't draft the right guy. And uh, so now in year three, they had to come out and say, we're looking for a veteran quarterback. 
And when you start that search, you start at the top at the potential of a <laughs> Hall of Famer, multiple time <laughs> MVP, 40. Super Bowl champion. And then you also, you know, take a look at Derek Carr, <laughs> Pro Bowler guy who's won some games, been in the league a little bit, a little bit younger. Well, I mean, like, what are your thoughts right now on where the Jets are? Because that's what none of us no. know. We speculate. No. No, but what are your thoughts on, like, how he's did we end up here? And now the first he's chip falling is Derek Carr is not available. Two minutes! <laughs> Two full minutes! Oh, that makes Moose sound like a mute. <laughs> Meant for him with the questions? <laughs> I forgot about Moose. That's right. Wow. That's right. He was the king of the long question as well. I've never seen two minutes. I am yeah. confident saying I've never seen two minutes. We have, actually. Really? Yes. Summers, for yes. sure. 100%. Oh, well, yeah. That's nothing unusual. It just, I found it funny how we would ask the question and then just keep going. Yeah. <laughs> Not let him answer. Because, yeah, I guess. Who was summer. the guest? Ah. Uh, <laughs> Zach Rosenblatt? Does that sound right? Football writer? I mean, never oh, identified. Jets? Jets? Yeah. We had never identified. Yes. He never. Uh, he did. Oh, he did. Okay. In the beginning. And then I just got to the question <laughs> to shorten it as best I could. <laughs> Wow, that was pretty funny. Yeah, two minutes. Is, last yeah, night. two minutes is a is a long. You were in the car for that. I was. You were thinking, I gotta. I gotta I, well, I'm listening to it. I'm like, all right, you asked the question. Oh, not done yet. Okay, <laughs> and I love the analogy he gave. Actually, yeah, it made total sense. But wow, it went on long, long, long. Uh, anyhow, Yankees beat the Pirates last night, nine to two. Uh, pretty good lineup. You saw Aaron Judge hit a home run. Here was Jose Trevino on. Yes, feels like they're close to being what they're going to be. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, having everybody in line. It's you know fun. I feel like you're at Yankee Stadium, we're in the pinstripes, so it's it's fun to have everybody in the lineup. But I mean, everybody's just kind of getting their work in and uh, getting ready for the season. And so last night, a good indication is you got a good start from Domingo Herman, who went uh, three innings, four strikeouts, only one hit. Yankees can enjoy the day off today. DJ LeMahieu, you see on CBS Sports Network, a couple of uh, base hits last night as well. Tonight, the Mets take on the Astros. The bad news: Jose Quintana, small stress fracture on one of his ribs, is going to be out for significant time. No timetable though for his return. NBA tonight, the streaking Knicks look for a 10th straight win. They take on the Hornets at Madison Square Garden. Nets go for a third in a row on the road. They play the Rockets in Houston. We'll have that for you on the fan. It's a win number 42 for them if they can win the Knicks, How right? That? Yeah, 40 wins at this point in the season. Pretty damn good. Not too shabby. As for the uh, rest of the NBA, you know, wild one in Cleveland where the Cavaliers were down big to the Celtics in the fourth quarter, and yet... Rebound, Mitchell! That's going to do it! Mitchell will dribble out the clock! Cavs win! Cavaliers win it! Yep, down 14 in the fourth quarter, outscore them 31-17, then win in overtime, 118-114. Uh, Donovan Mitchell had 40 points in this game. Uh, the Celtics have really blown a bunch of leads here of recent, uh, the last week or so, lost Blew a big lead to the Nets, blew a lead to the Knicks. They blow this lead to the Cavaliers. Malcolm Brogdon knows, need to get going again. There's there's definitely urgency. Um, and I, I think it's less even about the playoffs than it is about this road trip coming up. Um, you know, I was just talking to Blake, and I, we really need to win this game against Portland so we can leave Boston on a good note. Yeah, which they have not played well of late, as we know. Meantime, 76ers uh, took on the Pacers. A boatload of points scored, including these two from Joel Embiid. Milton is trapped. He throws it across to DeAnthony, and Melton throws it to Embiid, and Embiid is going to get a dunk. They got a little top-heavy with their pressure. Nobody was back, and once the Sixers got it out of the trap, 
They got it down to a beat, and he dunked it. Yep, two of his 42 points. Also at 19 free throws. Sixers, 147. Pacers, 143. 20 assists on the night for James Harden to go along with his 14 points. From college basketball, you had uh, UNC Wilmington beat Hofstra uh, in the CAA tournament semifinals, 79-73. So the pride uh, do fall short there. You have St. Peter's Fairfield first round of the MAC tournament tonight. Manhattan and Marist uh, as well tonight. And another two goals for one Connor McDavid. Off the left wing side and out to Fogel. Now into the Sabres zone to McDavid. He'll look to the net. His shot scores! Connor McDavid goes five hole and the Oilers are up 3-2. and 53-54 on the night for McDavid. He scores twice. Oilers beat the Sabres by the score of 3-2. to two. Sabres Islanders tonight and you've got the Devils getting with the Maple Leafs. Whether or not Jalen Brunson was going to play tonight. I got something more interesting than that. Oh, my God. Yes? Really? I do. What? Do you have an answer to that? I don't have an answer to that, and I can't find an answer to that. You know, they're playing the Hornets. Maybe they hold them out and quickly take over? I definitely would. All right, so I get a, uh, a text from a friend yesterday. Tells me he's engaged. All right? And you know this guy. Brian Jones, my former radio partner oh, at CBS yeah. Sports Radio. So congratulations to Brian Jones on his engagement. But the thing that he did in this text message that I have never experienced before in my life. Yeah. He sent me multiple unsolicited pictures of his new fiance. Okay. Looking great. And he's very proud. Yeah. But I've never seen that before. Like... Never in my life since I had friends that dated people, got engaged to people, got married to people. Were they in her bikini or in like some? Not a bikini. We didn't go as far as bikini, but we got some. We got some good shots here. And I'm thinking, like, you got to really be. Like, I wonder if she's okay with that. I'm guessing she does. She looks great. I said, "Wow, she's beautiful. You did a great job. Awesome. A good firm breast." So. Like, I was thinking, like, does that ever happen to you? Did you ever get a guy who's been like, hey, I'm, like, texting you, not, like, with you or showing you a picture of the two of them or something, but, like, hey, because I haven't seen Brian in a very long time. Well, he wanted to make sure you knew who his new uh, wife is going to be. I know, but, like, if you hadn't seen a guy for a long time and he got engaged or whatever and he'd send you pictures of his new wife, like, looking all sexy and stuff, wouldn't you be like... Hey, no, I, I don't. Well, Brian's a little off the wall, so <laughs> it doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah, you know that, I guess. So, like, I didn't know what to do with these pictures. Like, well, do I, I don't know. Can I see? Sure. <laughs> oh, I think it's okay. I don't yeah. think he would mind. If he's sending them to me, he's probably thinking I'm going to show you, right? But here, yeah, here you go. You, you got three. You got three of them here. One of them's the ring, and then there's two others. Two like boobs and ass. Couple sexy pictures in there. Yeah. And I was thinking, I'm going to just start doing this now with Gina. I'm just going to take pictures of her and just send them to my friends and be like, hey, look, look what Gina's wearing today. Inspired me. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> Wait, did you did you look at the other ones? Uh, do you the, see this one here? Yes. You saw that one there. So, yeah, 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 yeah. When she's like doing the selfie and she's making a kissy face with Brian in the background on 
TV. Yes. You know what also made me think? She's sending those type of pictures to him. What other type of pictures are we getting? <laughs> maybe he'll make a mistake and send you one of those pictures one day. And maybe it won't be a mistake. Maybe I'll just ask for one. <laughs> but I thought that was awesome. So congratulations. I never thought he would ever settle down. Well, he did already once. <laughs> Again. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. He's probably watching. He's probably laughing with me with this. But I'm pretty sure he went to a resort on vacation and came home with a wife. <laughs> this time. And the no, not this time. Oh, the first time. This time, no, no, no. Okay. I don't know. It's uh, Miss Bonnie is uh, is who uh, this is here. Um, but the fir the last one, okay. and I believe she was an employee at the resort. Oh, okay. And it just <laughs> she had a job. Scooped her up and brought her in. Let's go. <laughs> Welcome to my life. <laughs> So, yeah, they think that's, uh, but yeah, that's in the past now, and he's got this uh, beautiful new fiance. But I was like, nice. man, look at this. He's just sending these pictures of his fiance like that. You know, so I was like, do I forward it to the guys that I know that I worked with on the show? Is, or is that crossing a line? Like, do I send this picture to Mike Bisegli? It was my, do I send this picture to Andrew Bogus, who I worked with over there? And be like, hey, look, well, Brian's I got mean, a new fiance. So, but he didn't send it to them. He did not. No. Yeah, no, I don't think you do that. Yeah, I asked. I, mean, I maybe, said, did maybe, you know? Did you know Brian was engaged? Maybe you show them the pictures. But sending it's crossing a line. Yeah, the, uh, you know, I mean, yeah, it's kind of cheesy. I, I don't know. Do you think that's it's, bad? It's a little creepy. I think. Yes. Yeah. And then I was thinking too, like, what would, like, she's obviously beautiful, this woman. But like, what if she weren't? And he sent me these pictures. Do I have like I got to lie, right? I have to be like, like, oof. I have to say something along the line. You can't say oof. <laughs> you can't say like, that. Yeah, but then at that point, I'd probably have to send in my friends and be like, oh, no, Brian. Brian went in the wrong direction I here. think Brian did well for himself. He did. He did very well for himself. And I think that's all you need to say. Yeah, that's great. I don't think you need to worry about if you would have sent ugly pictures of somebody or something like that because it, it didn't happen. Because, right, I know. But see, your mind and my mind work very differently. You know, you see something like this and you take it for face value. I look at something like this and I go deeper and deeper into the roots of where it comes from. What other pictures are we having? What if she were ugly? Who else did he send this to? What number person was I on this particular list yeah, to get these pictures? Way, way too much in depth over, over, uh, overreaction this, is what I would call this that. Is, this is what I was thinking last, yesterday because obviously, you know, I'm, I'm eating healthy. I'm not doing much. It's on, it's a Monday afternoon, right? So I'm thinking, did Adam Zucker get this picture? Did Randy Cross get this picture? Did Rick Neuheisel get these pictures? Like, did those guys, did Tyler Hale get these pictures? That's what I was thinking. Who in, like, the immediate CBS family he works with did or did not get the pictures? And I'm willing to bet I got the pictures and Neuheisel didn't. I'm telling you right now, Rick Neuheisel did not get these pictures. Did uh, any other guys, Adam Tucker, get them? I, I think Zucker did, probably. Probably. I'm going to say Tyler. Oh, then now, they may have met her. No. You don't think you would have brought her to New York or anything? Nah, probably you not. You know, like, when he's at, why not? Why maybe. wouldn't you? I guess maybe. I guess it's a possibility. They, they could have all went out to dinner. It's a possibility, but he flies in and out. He's quick. He's flying back and forth. I gotcha. He probably kept her down there in Florida. You know, you don't want to come up here and deal with this terrible weather. You just stay down there and be hot. You know, do what you do, whatever you do down there. So, I mean, I, I just, I now I need to know. So, do you, how many of those, do you have Zucker's number? Uh, probably, yeah, I probably do. All right. Can you send that to me? 
If I can, if I can find it. Yeah, you got Neuheisel's number? No. Do you happen to have Rick Neuheisel's number in your contacts there, the Al, for any particular reason? Right. I mean, your boy Stephen Waldron has all of us. Oh, yeah, Stephen Waldron, uh, CBS Sports. You got all those numbers? I don't have their cell phone numbers now. Okay. Well, you got to ask somebody to get the numbers. Just put them up on the graphic. Yeah, just put up so I can read it off the monitor. <laughs> no just problem. Put it on TV, okay? I love you, that. What do you think, Stephen? You know these guys. Do I think, happen to think they all got them. You think they all got the pictures? Yeah. Even Neuheisel? They're very close. You think Brian and Neuheisel are close? I feel like they're not close. I feel like Brian wants I mean, to take the I mean, they've been doing guitar. ICF together for years. Yeah, well, Mike and the Mad Dog worked for 19 years and hate each other's guts, you know? So what does that mean? <laughs> you know? That was, that was five days a week. This is one or two. Eh, okay. Well, I don't know. I think I, Brian wants to take the guitar and smash it over Neuheisel's head. That's what I mean. <laughs> I'll see, I'll see who I can get. I'll all right, all right, very good. I just want to know. Because if he's sending this to everybody, I don't feel so special. And I told Gina, I was like, look at this. I was like, oh, it's really nice that he sent he sent those things to you and still thinks about you. And I have worked with him for six years, and he's sending you the pictures of his fiance. You're, you're, you're overthinking everything. That's what God I do. Mighty. It's what I do. It's my whole this life. Is so annoying. This is, just, and, then, and then, not only do you overthink it, yeah, yeah. then you verbalize it. Sure. And then you bring us all into this. Yep. Mishigash. That's, that's what I do. A pile of crap. That's what. It's not a pile. This is his fiance. We're no, talking about. No, I didn't say her. I just yeah. said the way you're thinking about everything and how deep into all this you go. Well, isn't that the fun of life, though? <laughs> is to not just take everything on the surface and dig in and try to find interesting things. No, I'm happy for him. I think this is also when you when you are a talk show host. I think this happens to people who are talk show hosts because I have friends in the biz, like my friend Andrew Filipponi. Same exact thing. You can't like you can't just look at the thing on as its face value. You got to find some other angle with it, and that's what I do. Especially I got too much time on my hands, so I'd like to know where I stand in this pecking order of all the people I work with. All right, well, just you're, you're making it way too complicated for me. No, for you maybe. For me, this is great. Yeah, but I'm just saying, if it's you and like, I and I understand you need to verbalize all this. And yeah, that's yeah. fine. Yep, I do. But I just feel like you're going way, way, way in far. In, in depth, that is just, it's, it's like a waste of time. That's not, though, for me. It's, this is what, like, having thought by yourself like this. Yeah, but you're not what by keeps yourself. Me going. Right? But you're not by yourself now. Now you're with us. Well, now I'm bringing it to you, yeah. Yes. But I just wanted to see, like, what you thought about what I was saying. I, mean, I just told you what I thought about it. I think it's a me problem now. I think it's definitely a you problem, yes. I think this is a problem. <clears throat> You're creating issues to where there are none. No, that's an issue. It's just a thought. Like, I came in, first thing I said to Alan Jerry, I said, you guys ever get pictures like this from your friends who have fiancés or girlfriends? They said no. Right away. So, if uh, you're saying it's not an issue, but if you found out that Adam Zucker got it and Rick Neuhausel got it, and you yeah. were like the fifth person that got it, then it would become an issue. It wouldn't become an issue. It would just be, it would change the way I felt about the whole thing. That's an issue. No, not an issue. That's, it's an automatic issue. I wouldn't issue. feel bad about it. I'd just be like, all right, I got to look at this a little differently. That's how I would describe an issue. You just you just described creating an issue out of nothing. By the way, you're creating an issue out of the newsroom, by the way. I am. Yeah, with all the Jets fans. Because they hear everything you're saying today, and they're all getting in the froth into the mouth, and they're thinking it's Aaron Rodgers, and it's going to be today that it's going to happen. I saw Pete Hoffman out there. He looked like he had rabies. He was foaming from the mouth. Aaron Rodgers? Boom, it's Aaron Rodgers? Derek Carr's got Aaron Rodgers. Boom, it's Aaron Rodgers? Aaron Rodgers going to be Aaron Rodgers? I said, yep, that's right. That's what he said. He's real confident about it. And then you walked by, you're like, he's coming. Get ready. And then they're all scurrying about now, all the Jets fans. 
All because of you. Okay. So you're the issue creator. <clears throat> no, I'm creating You're issues. the issue creator. Okay. And I'm telling you right now. You can't let these folks down out there. Um, I'm because not, if I'm, he doesn't, if now he doesn't sign, people are going to come for you <laughs> with the pitchforks and the torches. Oh. And you told me Aaron Rodgers was coming to the Jets. That's what they're going to say. That's what they're going to say. They're going to come for you. They're not going to come from Joe Douglas. They're going to come for you. Okay, they can come for me. I'm, I'm right here every morning. They know where I am. It'll be your fault. Yes. Not the Jets' fault. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, <laughs> 9 over 8. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.